0: Hello, and welcome back to Call of Beauty. I'm your host, Emma Rakovic, and on this episode of the podcast, we are going to be discussing fashion. Fashion model Alexandria and Elle Crossley chatted about expectations placed on women's beauty, Alexandria's experience as a female model, and much more.
1: Okay, um, my name is Alexandria, and I am a fashion model.
2: Um, so, how have you seen women's beauty expectations change in your modeling career?
1: Yeah, so I haven't been modeling for the longest time. I've been modeling for about three years. And when I started, I guess when I started, kind of the the person I looked to at the icon at the time was like the Hadids, Bella and Gigi. And I mean, they're, they're stunning, beautiful people inside and out. And I felt like that was my example of what I wanted modeling to be. It was more than... You know, what you saw it was, like, growing up, I kept Vogue magazines and I collected Vogue magazines from all over the world, wherever I traveled, and you didn't get to see any of the personalities in those models. And maybe that's just because we didn't really have, like, social media wasn't a thing at the time. And so it shifted fashion modeling into this very one-dimensional, beautiful, but ultimately, like, cold and vapid thing into these are real people and they have all these personality, like there's so much personality and warmth to them. And that was my example going in. And as I've gotten deeper and deeper into modeling, it's been more of that. Um, it's been just more of delving into the personality behind the face and right. being a person as well as being kind of just this this product that people put their dreams and content onto and finding mm-hmm. that balance. So it's kind of definitely been a mix,
2: I think. Uh, what role do you think fashion has played in shaping women's beauty expectations through time and into today?
1: Mm. So my favorite film of all time, Grease. Um, and the ideal is, and they're really, they're, they're subtle with it, I think, in old movies where the very thin and petite girl is beautiful the blonde hair the blue eyes and the um, antagonist character will usually be in darker tones and won't be as I guess at the time socially beautiful and so kind of growing up with that that was kind of the idea that you had to be this bright pure thing that to be considered beautiful and there was seriously no diversity at all in terms of creative outlets and fashion and art you didn't really see black creatives anywhere and that definitely took a huge toll where I didn't see anybody who was like me in my career and I mean gosh I started modeling at just the weirdest time because it was right after COVID as well. Oh, and it wow. was right after, you know, the Black Lives Matter movements that were going on across the country. And it was just all of that social change, all of that yeah. redirection everywhere across the world change the world I came into vastly from, you know, the models around me who grew up mm. having to forge forward their own image in a world that didn't have space for them. And I came in at a time where... Companies were clamoring for diversity mm-hmm. too, and movies were changing kind of the direction, and narration was changing to allow more diverse voices. So it's it's kind of it, it's been great for me being able to get into the spaces now, um, where if I'd just come in like a year before, it would have been so much more difficult.
2: Um, so how do you think that your gender
1: has impacted the way you're styled by fashion designers? So there is an aspect to that that's very much, like, technical as what they do put on me versus how they treat and handle me that I've seen is very different from, um, like, other models that don't identify as female. And the biggest thing that I've seen with that or I've talked about with other models is definitely if I'm shooting with, um, like, a male photographer or working with a more male team, things just seem a little more rigid and yeah understandably they should I can understand why and just because there is a lot of abuse that does go on in the modeling world and I've been around my fair part of it as well yeah. so there's cause for that rigidity and also the clothes um they've styled me in. and this is a huge one I've-, <laughs> I've talked about with other models too is just if I'm working with a male stylist the way they style me If I'm working with a straight, predominantly white male stylist, they're really going to want to lean into, I guess, my cultural difference. They want the natural hair. They want authenticity. But the biggest miscommunication, I think, with authenticity when it comes to diverse groups is... (laughs) The way that they see authenticity is a very stereotypical version. It's very easy to digest. And if I don't go with the stereotype, then it's not authentic. So there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And so when I'm working with stylists in that regard, they keep it to, you know, really basic roots, which, you know, so much of us have grown so far away from and identified and personalized in our own unique way. And when I work with um, women stylists, I notice the way that they style me is they'll want to get to know me beforehand. Mm -hmm. We'll take time to kind of talk and laugh and joke beforehand. And they'll always ask my opinion. And they know that I know myself kind of better than coming into a situation, coming into meeting me for the first time. So they ask me what I know works for them, works for me, and we'll go based off of that. So it feels way more collaborative. less prescriptive so that's been the biggest thing I've noticed and in that realm Um, but also the difference gender-wise between me getting styled and a male model getting styled is um, just the respect that I'm shown a lot of times male models actually aren't shown that because um, I guess a lot of there's still so much that needs to be done gender-wise that male models have often told me that they do get manhandled or very inappropriately touched because still for some, for some reason people have this conception that it's still this great, it's a compliment. You should just respect everyone right off the bat just because their gender is maybe, I don't know, it's just so weird just the gendered thing that people kind of lose some respect guards yes. with.
2: Um, so going more into uh gendered styling too, so what are some of the physical differences that you noticed in like gendered clothing items that you get styled with? What are those like pivotal most standout differences that you see?
1: Honestly, I I'd say that women sometimes can be used as an accessory when it comes to fashion. And in that sense, they'll be over overly sexualized or leaning into heavy stereotypes because they don't want whoever's managing that project or that image. They don't want you to be a distraction. And at the same time, so they'll boil you down to the core, like the basis of just like fleeting thoughts like the first thing that will catch someone's attention the first thing that will make someone do a second glance and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times I've seen for women's styling I've been on shoots where it'll be very tight clothing or very revealing clothing or things like that they'll be put in very traditional roles where they're still just housewives or moms especially here in Utah that's something that is I think become almost too much of a box versus this freeing perspective of what you can do in your life yeah. as a woman and you don't really see a lot of representation like true representation in interracial like relationships that they might want to portray in their advertising or you won't really get to see the true inner culture within a person and it, it's so hard because Sometimes it feels like fashion is 10 years behind the times. And I don't know if that's the chicken or the egg. I don't know if sometimes there'll be a project I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And it's following the times. And sometimes I'll be on projects where I'm like, this is going to influence the times. And I think actually, at the end of the day, it really just depends on the team you're working with and what the goal is and how aware they are of the impact that they want to make.
2: How do you feel impacted by changing fashion trends today?
1: Oh my gosh. um, I can barely, I can barely keep up with it, but I have to for my job. Luckily, there are other people who help me keep up with it and let me know what is in and what's out. And um, I mean, now I've noticed since I've modeled, uh, kind of the thing that's going around now is Everyone likes the quiet luxury is the new thing. And quiet luxury in influential spaces. And however, in the younger creative spaces, they're craving authenticity. And authenticity comes from putting the time into finding personal style and finding your own personal message. And that can be really hard, I think, to to have as a fad. And so it's one of the things I'm way more supportive of because it involves taking time to get your note, to know yourself, to know what your values are, and know where you stand morally. And sometimes that clashes with what you have to do for work. And then since I've kind of gone on this journey myself, there have been things I've said no to or projects I've had to turn down. Um, or kind of groups I've had to remove myself from because I couldn't exist in these two spaces and represent these authentic and moral ideals that I wanted to live in and exist in these two spaces. And it's, modeling, I think, is I, I want to take it as more than just a career because it affects me in my personal life.
2: Um, as a woman, why is fashion so important to you? And what does expressing your own personal
1: style mean to you? Ooh, so, um, for me, when I first started modeling, and it's changed from the past three years. My first year, it was just getting out there and experimenting. And you saw that in my personal style as well, where just my clothing would just be super sporadic. It'd be super different every day. Um, and then my second year was definitely, I think the most different where I got to a lot more with things and turned myself into the same kind of canvas that I saw these stylists making me into, and it allowed me to kind of live in these different perspectives of myself of where I wanted my life to go. And, um, I mean, gosh, last year I had blonde hair, I had red hair and silver hair, dark hair (laughs) it was really hard to know who was me because i would change from one week to the next that was super interesting that's something that i've gone through and it was exciting time just figuring out that i can be anything i wanted to so it was super freeing and this year it's going a little like deeper into like well i now i know i can be anything so i'm still figuring that out and um I find that like things like this, like this interview where people want to know a little bit more about modeling, where they're asking me more of the things like, what's going on around you? What do you see? Like, is it just like the pictures or is it just the way that we've imagined it to be? And breaking down a lot of those barriers um, has also broken down barriers for me and realizing, oh yeah, I never noticed that that actually goes on. I- gotten so used to this now being in it for three years which doesn't sound like the longest time to me but it really does affect your lifestyle and everything around you yeah
0: although fashion is a means of self-expression body expectations are now influenced by current fashion trends ellie toner discusses how fashion industry trends particularly for young women affect how young women feel about their bodies
3: about the impact that fashion trends have on body expectations. I think this connection between the fashion industry trends and body image can be absolutely detrimental for young women. We as females should strive to break the stigma of toxic beauty standards in fashion that can be harmful to women. The fashion industry tends to put the ideal image of what a woman should be, how she should dress, and how she should look based on the popular trends for that time. Today, I'm here with Marley Huggins, who is a fashion and business executive board member at the University of Utah, a vintage fashion expert, and a fashion innovator.
4: I've always been really interested in vintage fashion because as a kid, me and my sister would always, like, raid my mom's closet, and she has a lot of vintage pieces from her mom, so way back then, and then also just from, like, 70s, the 80s, the 90s, um, so I would always play dress up in her closet, which kind of sparked my interest in looking at more vintage-style pieces um, and putting them together and kind of mixing and matching, so yeah. From what I've noticed, um, vintage pieces are a lot nicer quality. Today, it's like super common to find just a bunch of random different stores that sell cheap products because of fast fashion, whereas back then there wasn't as much fast fashion circulating. So a lot of the pieces are made with like top tier quality. um, And I find that like I find that they have a lot more durability and last a lot longer. Um, the only thing is that they're just harder to take care of because you have to be very particular with how you clean them to keep the different fabrics in tip-top quality. I think the biggest thing with trends is social media. I think once one important person, I guess now today it would be influencers, whereas back then it would have been more of celebrities. But I think influencers have a very big almost chokehold on what people want to do, wear, and buy. Um, and so I think certain fashion influencers tend to have a lot of importance in how we, um, on, in what we determine as fashion. Um, so I think what kind of drives the trends these days is what the important people are wearing. Um, but I think right now, especially just different um decades of fashion have kind of made their way through i remember in middle school kind of going back to the 80s was super fun um and i think now it's been more 90s sort of approaching y2k but also um pop culture has a big thing with fashion trends um now that the priscilla movie's out the kind of 50s 60s 70s look has really made a comeback so i think it kind of just depends on what is the most important thing in pop culture at the moment. I think that has a lot to do with what is trending. I think that fashion trends can have a lot to do with someone's body type, especially with the whole, like, 90s craze, where it was just, like, super popular to be that, like, heroin kind of skinny look. That has definitely had a big impact on people not only wanting to follow fashion trends, but the body trends that kind of follow through with that. And I think again with fashion trends with the whole kind of like for example a few years ago when the bodycon look was really in it was totally cool and like prioritized to be having a lot of curves to show them off with whatever kind of tight-fitting bodycon dresses pants shirts whatever you had that was very important to it and I think now that we're kind of moving into the era of reminiscing the 90s sort of the early 2000s where you know we have like the low-rise jeans really skinny jeans tight shirts things like that and kind of just that more skinny model look I think that kind of has a lot to do with how people want to follow body trends with the fashion trends. I think definitely social media it's a lot easier to kind of spread information throughout social media and Not only do we have influencers, but we have models. Models are a lot more um, reachable now because of their Instagrams, their TikToks, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Also with designers, I think a lot of designers are kind of bringing back, especially a lot of the high-end fashion brands such as like Versace, Prada, Chanel, they're kind of bringing back their golden days of runway fashion. Um, I think people are just super into runway fashion as well as models these days because of social media it's opened that world to us a little bit more than it has in the past so i think um just kind of what we've seen on the runway and people replicating influencers replicating and our favorite models are wearing i think that has definitely brought back the interest in vintage fashion because i think as of recent what i've seen on my like for you page on my instagram is just people really idolizing especially with the 90s, like the models of the 90s and what they wore and what they were wearing on the runway and the brands that they were walking for. I think a lot of that has really opened uh, our worlds. You know, I think our worlds are colliding of the high-end fashion industry and just everyday people like you and me. So I think social media is kind of the bridge between that, but I think that definitely like seeing models in certain runway brands bring trends back has really uh piqued people's interests there's always going to be pressure to stay on top of trends and keep up with them because if that's what's you know if that's what is most popular and that's what you see you know the models wearing you want to wear that right you want to do what you can to be this standard of beauty and i think again with um the whole thing of us playing into different vintage fashions well every decade there's been a different ideal body type whether that's being really short really tall really skinny really curvy so i think that puts more pressure on us to transform ourselves which is impossible but people try to achieve that i mean just look at the kardashians a few years ago they were all about their bbls you know they were all into being very curvy because that's the look that was in but now that We're, again, back into this heroin chic 90s vibe. All of them are on Ozempic. So I think that kind of based on what is trending and what decade that comes from and what the idealized body type was of that decade, I think that puts a lot of pressure on women to kind of transform to those to be the epitome of this trend that's only going to last a couple years. Um, I love the trend of just getting basics. Not only has that helped my bank account a lot and not buying the most ridiculous pieces ever, um, but I think it just allows us to be a little more creative in how we style and and it prioritizes accessorizing, which um, I think is a lot of fun. So I've really loved kind of just the trending fashion look of basics as well as accessorizing. Some brands I'm really loving right now are brands that are long-lasting like Levi's I've been loving Levi's because their jeans are just they're just good good quality jeans you can count on them and they they fit everyone's body so well it's like some crazy magic technology I don't even know what they use but I have never seen a pair of Levi's look bad on someone and I think I've really started to love just the look of like a low-rise jean I really like when people style clothes to kind of make their um top, whatever their top is, a t-shirt, a tank top, crop top, whatever, kind of perfectly meet where their bottoms start, if that makes sense. I think kind of just the symmetry in clothing has been really fun. Um And I just like how we're kind of bringing little classic fun styles. I feel like what I've seen a lot in social media is just kind of like the, the style I would describe it as is, is just how our parents used to dress us when we were toddlers, just with the like fun frilly socks and the Mary Janes and the corduroy and all these kind of well-dressed yet casual looks have been really fun. I would say that my personal style is pretty dynamic just because I try not to stick to just one look, I switch it up a bit. I, I always like to say I love to add a pop of something, whether that's a pattern, a color, you know, like a style from a certain era, like a pop of 90s, a pop of 80s. I like to kind of just spruce up my outfits in that way. I think that I draw inspiration from definitely from TikTok, just because we're thrown so much information at once. And I mean, no matter what video you're watching, hopefully they're always wearing clothes. I don't know. (laughs) But you know, you kind of pick up on little fun things that people are wearing. And I've really enjoyed kind of just looking at old runway pictures and drawing from that. Um, My Instagram Explorer page has a lot of just photos from the 80s and 90s, the 2000s of shots from runway. Um, I've also really been into Gossip Girl recently, so there's a lot of fashion, a lot of different types of style in that show that I've been drawing from. And I think Pinterest is also just very good. Pinterest is good at kind of getting little niche trends for you which is definitely i think up to my style. I think fashion is whatever you want it to be. I think fashion is just a way for us to express ourselves without, you know, shouting to the tops of our lungs who we are, or our personality or, you know, what our grades are, what our major is, what sport we play. I think fashion is just an extension of ourselves that there's kind of no pressure to it. Hopefully. I think sometimes it's hard to feel pressure to follow trends and look trendy and do what other people say makes you look good. But I think fashion can really be um, another way just to express yourself and who you are as a person. And I think it kind of allows you to manifest things in your life and in your days. I think I can use fashion to kind of pick who I want to be each day. So, you know, this week for finals week, I might be dressing a little more preppy just because I think I want to manifest more academic lifestyle for myself not doesn't always work but you know I think kind of picking who I want to be almost like I'm Barbie fashion kind of lets you do that which I think is just so much fun and it's such an such an underrated creative outlet because it's definitely become very like marketized and it's all about selling and you know having the best whatever but I think you can really make it fun for yourself and pick who you want to be so yeah.
3: Talking about uh, fashion history and the significance of fashion trends. In addition, we want to touch upon topics such as societal expectations of what women should wear and the influence of women's fashion throughout time.
0: Estella Weeks, Emma Rakovic, L Crossley, and Ellie Toner discuss their ideas and perspectives about women's fashion and beauty trends as well as the stigma that frequently surrounds them.
2: I feel like as a woman, fashion is just a huge part of my everyday life. Like when I go to bed the night before, even if I have class the next day, or if I'm going to go out and run errands, like as dumb as it sounds in my head, I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Because I know that what I'm wearing is such a huge part of how people see me, as like shallow as that may sound. And like, it's... A part of beauty like it's just as I think it's just as important to some people as like you know doing your hair every day doing your makeup every day like having an outfit that just kind of reflects who you are and kind of finding out like who you are and being able to express that through what you wear is just a huge part of women's beauty in today's day
5: I think my clothing depends on the kind of like day I'm having and also the mood I'm in depending on if I got up early enough to actually put an outfit on or if I'm just going with leggings and a hoodie for a day of classes but I also feel like I get treated based off what I wear differently I've noticed that days I run errands where I need to go to the grocery store and get eggs and I just throw on a hoodie I get you know looked past or whatever but then a day where I've been running errands all day and I have my hair done and my makeup done and specifically I'm wearing an outfit that you know accentuates certain areas of my body that would be visually appealing to people I get treated differently and the cashiers ask me more questions and um, that might be based off of appearance but specifically when you're wearing something that draws attention by other people I get treated as such
3: i completely agree with that i've noticed just from like being in like a retail setting like just out like shopping like as a consumer as someone who's like interested in fashion if i just like roll out of bed and I'm wearing a hoodie and sweatpants like the workers don't talk to me I don't get acknowledged um nobody asks if if I need help I'm treated very differently whereas if I have a nice bag and my hair looks nice and I'm wearing like an expensive pair of jeans or like a really like pretty top that they're like oh like she knows fashion like and like she's gonna spend money like she knows what she's doing even though like in either look I'm still the exact same person with the same amount of money in my like wallet it's just kind of like so crazy to see just how like the general public and especially like retail workers will treat you
2: yeah I have a experience that's kind of like that where like I, when I was walking to a 7-eleven and normally when I go into a 7-eleven like I'm not really dressed to the nines normally it is like whatever I was wearing to bed and like okay I'm gonna go get like a fun little drink. But I was on my way to, I don't even remember. I think it might've been like a school dance in high school and I was in a dress. And I remember walking in and like, since I was all dolled up immediately, like so many people looked at me and it felt like kind of weird because I was like, okay, I feel like so out of place here because I'm dressed so like formally. And I know that's not really a environment where people are used to formal attire, but it was still really interesting to see how differently people noticed me based on what I was wearing. Because if it would have been that exact same day, I'm going to get the exact same things, and I'm in my casual attire, I don't think anyone would have bad an eye.
0: I think it's interesting just to like find like a balance between, you know, expressing yourself in fashion and wearing what you want to wear, but also making it so, like, you don't feel judged. The other day, this is kind of like a... Yeah, this happened, like, last week. I was in the bathroom, and this girl was, like, looking me up and down, like, with my outfit. Because it was, like, cropped. Like, my shirt was cropped. Um, And I just felt, like, judged. And then I felt, like, insecure the rest of the day. And I don't... That might have just been me looking into it. But I don't know. Like, I feel like, especially with women, we shouldn't be judging each other. Because we've all experienced, you know... um, judgment with what we're wearing and it's just hard to find like a balance between that and like feeling confident and like not feeling judged or getting judged.
5: With social media and specifically TikTok becoming such a big thing in 2020, it has totally expanded my horizons of people can dress very differently, specifically I don't know if anyone's familiar with the, I think her TikTok name is, like, the little Jewish girl. Um, She dresses very eclectic, eccentric. Um, I don't know how to describe her style, but it is literally, if you were to take a piece from five different people's closets, a businessman, a grandma, a mom, and a, like, 5 year old and she puts them on and she makes these outfits that are just crazy to look at but somehow they work and I feel like that has exposed me to ways that people can dress so differently and it's definitely opened up my mind to what I'll wear but also to look at other people's outfits and not judge them based off of what they wear because I know that there's thought behind it And it's really cool seeing people step out in things that, specifically women, step out in things that aren't traditionally conforming to what beauty in fashion has been made to be.
2: I think it's also interesting, like, building off of what you said about conforming to what beauty and fashion are supposed to be in that time decade, how quickly, especially in recent decades, women's fashion expectations can change. And I think that throughout history, um, you know, like diving into like talking to all these people about fashion and beauty, it's interesting to hear what role fashion has played in shaping other parts of beauty. Like I think about it and it's like, uh, I feel like whatever the fashion trend is then also kind of dictates what body type is trending. Like, you know, and it was the High-waisted jeans, it was more, like, curvy. You think of, like, Kim Kardashian, you know, like, the curvy body, all of them and stuff like that. And you go back to, like, the 90s when it was low-rise, micro-skirt, mini, like, everything tiny, itty-bitty. It was, like, toothpick slim. And just kind of going off of that. But then, like, moving into today, I feel like there's way more acceptance when it comes to fashion. I think that social media has kind of played a big part in that because you finally are exposed to more than what the general media is showing you and what you're seeing. And so there's just, it's not as harsh of expectations, but also it's kind of interesting to look at like micro trends. That's not really a thing that happened that often in the past. Whereas like today a clothing item can be in, in style and then out of style within the span of a month. And It's just, like, hard to keep up. It's so hard to keep up as a woman. I feel like you see, like, a clothing item and you're like, that's so cool. I want to buy it now. And you buy it. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, that's choogy, you know? Couldn't think of a better word. But, like, it's just that's so out of style. And it's been, what, a month since you bought it? You know, it's just fashion doesn't seem quite as time-resistant anymore.
3: I totally agree with that. I think it's super hard in like this day and age to like keep up with trends and fashion and like stay relevant because everything's so expensive and like you want to like not over consume but like you want to have all the cool pieces in the moment but I think the trend cycles are moving so fast kind of as a result of fast fashion and the industry has like changed a lot that it's just like it's really hard to keep up and it's an interesting concept and for me personally I've noticed that just kind of taking a step back like personally and just like evaluating my own personal style like what I like what's authentic to me what expresses like who I am how I want to be presented that that's what's important and like when I look at things I'm like I try to think oh maybe it won't be just a trendy piece for like a month or two like this will be something like like, um, a staple of my wardrobe and something that will last and I'll be able to wear and enjoy for years. So, like, I try to have that mindset and that's definitely changed my perspective a lot of, like, style and trends and fashion.
5: Men are often marketed more of a capsule wardrobe than women are and that might be due to just marketing towards women brings in more money but I also believe that men are taught the same rules about fashion that they were years ago and that ends up meaning that the quality of their clothing is usually better yeah things might be a little more expensive but you know you have those staple pieces in your wardrobe as a man good pairs of jeans and um I don't know what men wear but like jeans and certain hoodies or if you go if you dress up for work you know certain button up button downs and that's kind of just your outfits all the time and for women it's more so looked down upon that you wear the same outfit twice and that may just be a money thing but it also kind of bleeds into how our clothes are made how fast they wear um the quality the price and kind of all aspects of how you know clothing companies market towards women
0: And there's a lot of different, like, settings, like, you know, you have going out clothes, you have casual clothes, you have workout clothes, and you're expected to, like, you know, have the perfect outfit for all of these different settings that you, you know, go to every day or, you know, once a week. Um, And it's, like, a lot of money, it's a lot of time, it's hard to find some of these stuff. Um, But you also want to fit, like, you know, what other women are wearing in those settings, um... And it's a hard like hard to find those outfits it's also really interesting to see the role that gender plays
2: in fashion like how different genders are like styled and just kind of what their c- traditional clothing pieces look like like my mind immediately goes to the fact that when i'm wearing men's jeans i have enough pocket space to carry like the entire state of florida Whereas, you know, women's jeans, I struggle to fit a penny. It's crazy. And you know, it could go like, it kind of like, it's probably based on like societal expectations where, you know, women are normally carrying a handbag so they don't need that pocket space. And men don't have that kind of accessory in their traditional fashion expectations so they need more space. But even going into like, like in the fashion world, there's not as much variety with menswear. They're kind of, I feel like to, more recently, it started to expand a little bit more like Harry Styles wearing a dress, iconic moment. But traditionally, it's like men kind of stick to the classic pants and a jacket. Button up pants blazer. Like there's not a lot of straying away from that. You know, it's just bottom and top, bottom and top. Whereas, like, with women, you have skirts, you have dresses, you have, you know, two-piece sets, you have one-piece sets, and there's a lot more variety and a lot more room for creativity in that when it comes to styling women. But it's just very interesting. You don't really notice it, I feel like, until you really intend on thinking about it and noticing those differences. But it really is crazy, the role that something is... I guess, significant or insignificant, depending on how you want to view it as gender, has played when it comes to fashion and the expectations around them.
0: Fashion is a means of expression, or as Bill Cunningham puts it, the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. It gives our lives significance and gives us the ability to defy all social conventions. I'm your host, Emma Rakovic, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Call of Beauty. Don't forget to listen in to our other episodes.